Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Gets it to Towns, lets it fly from deep. Oh, oh my goodness! Cats land on their feet! I always thought Staples was a good shoe with Jim. What a night Monday was in the NBA. Nikola Jokic and Markeith Morris were both ejected. John Morant was on a trampoline. Luka Doncic dazzled. The Bulls stunned Brooklyn. Carmelo was in his bag. The Bucks they went to the White House. Steph Curry, he cooked up a fitty piece. So, to quote my friend Kendrick Perkins, let's get it. And we start in the yay area. Because, you know, <laughs> guys, that's where I'm from. A little, a little. Oh, you're just, you're just going to start the show coding Perk? Yes. <laughs> And okay. not you. Okay. Ever. I'm Malika Andrews, joined by Brian Windhorst, Richard Jefferson, Kendrick Perkins. Zach Lowe is going to be coming over in a little bit. But Perk, our group text last night, it was it was popping off. Steph was a bad, bad man. C- could you have stopped that? No, I couldn't have. Right, and yeah. I, I couldn't stop him when I was playing. Oh. I mean, you know, he's he couldn't just stop going. a runny nose. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least we're being honest. Let's go to Chase Center. Let's take a look at what Steph Curry and the Warriors did last night when they were taken on the Hawks. Steph Curry, Richard, he came out on fire. He stayed on fire. Uh, I don't know if an extinguisher could have stopped him. No, there's nothing that you can do in these moments. When you really look at the way that Steph moves, the way they, the offensive rebounds, you can't guard that because now you're all scrambling to try and find Steph and he's just he's just so impressive this is how he ended the half he said that this was getting his momentum going after the game take a listen to what he said because boy he got cooking you carry that momentum into the locker room and come out in the third quarter that's when you kind of start to wait for the avalanche to to fall and uh, it did that avalanche came, Richard, and it started in the third quarter. And it's so funny for a guy like Steph. Here, when you move him and you're trying to get to his body, there's nothing that you can do because he has such range. Guarding him does not start a three-point line, but this is not good defense because you got to get into his body. At this point in time, he's done everything you can do. You're playing him square. He can go left, right, anything he wants. That's not good defense. you got to do a little bit better job of forcing him somewhere. So let's take another look at another play because this one I thought was a little bit better defense. You fast forward to the fourth quarter. Is there anything that Cam Reddish could have done? Here? No, now this was great defense because you forced him to the tight corner side. This is when Steph is just being Steph and there's no human being that can do or has done what he is doing. Well, 
And then there was this shot that iced, it was the icing on the cake. Yeah, get him his 50 piece, get him out. Not 51, <laughs> not 49. He wanted exactly 50. And then Steve Kerr was like, yep, you're done. We win. You were great. You need to be done here. So here's Steph Curry's crazy shot chart from last night. He made 14 of his 28 shots, including 9 for 19 from three-point range. It was his 35th career game with at least nine threes. And that is by far, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's by far the most in NBA history at nearly four times more than the next closest player. That's James Harden and Dame Lillard. Both have nine games like that. And here was Steve Kerr after the game. You know, I want to say I've never seen anything like it, but I've been watching it for seven years. It's just incredible to watch. You know, when he's going, we know it. Uh, Dub Nation knows it. And when he's open, freedom. You ever come out um, with like a certain number in mind? It's just when you get it going, you just keep going. Three, three. Oh, So much energy, you know, around a team. So it was, it was a fun night. So let me be clear. 33 ain't old, but Steph, who is 33, became the oldest player in NBA history to have a game with 50 points and 10 assists. The previous record was held by Wilt Chamberlain, who did this back in 1968 when he was 31 years old. So it was just an awesome performance, an awesome night all around. You beat Wilt Chamberlain on something. You have done something. I mean, yes. <laughs> well, he's the all-time leading scorer. I was there Absolutely. in the building when he took over like the Warriors' all-time leading scorer, and Wilt only played there like two seasons. So anytime you have a night like that, it's pretty good. I was I was talking to my dad on the drive-in to. to to work today and he was telling me you know what is anyone having more fun than Andre Iguodala like he's just mm. strolling back and that whole team looks like it's having fun so the Golden State Warriors have won five straight and I I want to pull up the receipts the perk tweets oh. and I'd say that's the real that's <laughs> yes. the unfiltered Kendrick Perkins mm-hmm. but do you, do you ever have a filter perk no never yeah okay never. anyways what did you what did you tweet after the dubs win last night perk Oh, I said, Steph gave the Hawks that work tonight. Dropping a 50-piece wing dinner. Lemon pepper style, because you're an ATL. That dude is a killer. Golden State are letting their play tell us exactly what they're trying to accomplish. And that's bring home another championship. But I'm being back to the base. Carry on. So why is that a carry on instead of carry the hell on? Just out of curiosity. Well, listen, listen. Well, right, look. They're nine and one. They have the best record in the NBA. And Steph dropping fifty is nothing new to none of us. Mm-hmm. We already know that he could do that. But when I look at the the structure and the culture of that team and what they're doing, I'm like, hold on, guys are tied on the string. You have the young guys that have bought in into being stars in their role. Yep. And Steph Curry, not only forget putting up the points, I'm looking at what he's doing in the other categories, dropping ten dimes. Mm almost grabbing seven rebounds a game. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he's actually playing defense this year. Well, I, I want to stay with that thought about bringing a championship back to the Bay because we took a look at the numbers. Shout out to researcher Caesar. And this season, the Warriors are posting numbers similar to when they were actually winning championships in the heart of the Bay in Oakland. Right now, they have the best defense in the league and are fifth in offense. They had a top three offense in each of the five years they reached the finals and a top six defense in three of those seasons. So, Richard, Mm. Perk, 
How are they getting it done? Let's go! Let's go to the board! I'm so excited. This is my favorite part of the show. I'm so excited to skip over yeah, here. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so excited. I can't skip. Ultimately, the way they are getting it done, it is just so impressive. Like, there's so much buzz around all the things that the Warriors are doing. Because they're doing it on the offensive end. They're doing it on the defensive end. And when the Warriors were at their best, they do it on both ends of the floor. Which is unique because they do it with a small ball lineup. So at some point in time, we're going to look at these highlights right here. Ball perk. Show me how they're doing it on the offensive end. Well, I didn't. I wasn't an offensive player, but right here, look, cutting without the ball, moving, it's hard to guard. Look, they're not just run to, ran, uh, running random pick and rolls. Their offense is just so fluent. Everybody is moving, driving and kicking. Guys know where they're supposed to be in they their They get spots. open shots. They get open shots because of confusion. You want to miss it or you yeah, want no, to? Yeah, no, I'm just backing ahead. you up. No, I'm backing no, up. No, your no, go ahead okay, cool. Yeah, and then here, ahead. this is why you bring Andre Iguodala <laughs> back. Because you brought some adults in to play with Steph and then the growth of the young players. Now on the defensive end, what are they doing, Perk? Ooh, I'll interrupt you again. They are hugging their opponents like a Richard Jefferson jacket. And that's tight. <laughs> that is tight. But look, right here. Look, boxes and elbows trapping the baseline. Everybody swarming to the ball. Look, getting down and dirty. Here, right here. Look at the boxes and elbows. No driving gaps. Recovering the shooters. Everybody tied on the string. Here you go. Think you got an isolation? Two guys at the elbow. Draymond Green, don't give up middle. Rule that you don't do. Get deflections out in transition for the uh, a dunk. So my thing is this, I don't, I don't know how he's going to finish it, but ultimately this is what makes the Warriors so beautiful is that this looks like the 15-16 Warriors pre when Kevin Durant came on and just you know wrecked the world because he was the best player and was probably the best player in the league during that time. But when the Warriors are doing it on both ends of the floor at a top five level and when we saw in the offensive numbers it's just because they were getting a little lazy, or excuse me, their defensive numbers towards the end of that run they were just being a little lazy and waiting. So we're seeing it on the floor, but Wendy, your ears to the ground. What is the, the buzz around the league about this Warriors team? So would you believe me if I told you that Steph Curry this year is averaging five points, almost five points less than he did last year? That his three-point no. shooting is down? <laughs> no. That his overall shooting is down? Wow. The difference is this team is playing so much better. So mm -hmm, we look mm -hmm. at them differently. Now, they have benefited from an easy schedule. But when you talk to people out there in the league, what they say is, the last two years, obviously, were new, they were spinning in neutral because Clay was hurt and Steph was hurt two years ago. But this team got better during that time. You may look at their record not say they got better, but look at Jordan Poole. Mm -hmm. Jordan Poole is a the guy they've been developing over the last two years so that now when Steph is back, now when Draymond is healthy, that he can come in and contribute and help lift this team up. And let me tell you something else. The whisper is going on in the league right now about Clay Thompson. People are watching him. People are talking to people in the Warriors organization. And they say he looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm not saying he's coming back and he's gonna be shooting 40 points in his first quarter. There ain't but, nothing wrong with that wrist though. But he is he, he looks good working out and that there is a real confidence in there that especially by the end of the season, Clay is gonna be back back. You know what? I said something before opening night, and I was talking about the Warriors and how they approach the season, even in preseason. And I said, you know what? The way that they're playing in preseason is going to carry over. Because when you're on a contender and you're trying to win a championship, you start to develop habits early, the first day of training camp. And I done been on a few of them, and I could see it. I could feel it. So even though some nights... Clay, I mean, uh, Steph Curry and Draymond Green wasn't playing. We saw Jordan Poole in preseason getting his rhythm. Shout out to Ron Adams. 
What's wrong with you, bro? Oh, no. I'm just waiting for you to fit. No, okay. All right, all right. Relax. Okay. Shout out to Ron Adams. Shout, shout out relax. to Mike Have Brown for holding shirt? it down, you know, and, and helping, you know, Steve Kerr with that culture over there. I just, the, the reason why I was making this face, oh. yeah, just, will you hush your mouth? The reason why I was making this face <laughs> is because if you guys thought Steph was hard to guard now, wait till Clay Thompson is <laughs> Do you understand the amount of space that there's two people, in my opinion, in this league that create space in a similar fashion? It is Clay and it is Steph. Like Kevin Durant, obviously, with his height, he doesn't need a ton of space. But those two guys moving around on the floor because the only person that probably moves as much, maybe not as much as, as Clay, but or as Steph, but the next person is Clay. So if you add him, to the mix at just like 60%. Well, it's a joke. at 60%, but we heard Brian Windhorst say that the whisper around the league is he's back with a capital B, so we'll <laughs> we'll see that play out. Coming up next on NBA Today, things got a little heated in not, Denver between I'm Nikola not, Jokic and Mar- Marquise Morris. Let's not recreate that now with you two. And John Morant and Luka Doncic both went off last night. Which star player is more likely to carry their teams to the Western Conference Finals? Plus, it's time for Big Perk's big segment. Oh, Let's great. Get it! Oh, NBA God. Today rolls Ooh, on after the break. Hate God. is real. It's very real. <laughs> very real. <laughs> Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. Monday night was fight night in Denver in the red corner weighing in at 245 pounds, a six foot nine power forward Marquise Morris, and in the blue corner weighing in at 284 pounds, the six foot eleven reigning mm-hmm. most valuable player Nikola Jokic defending. So. Here's what went down. Kind of, I, we can joke about it because they're on Twitter going back and forth about it. So I feel okay about this. But in about. the moment, it was a little scary. It oh. was this. So Jokic, after getting a h- oh. fouled hard, yeah, comes yeah. back and body slams, body checks Check. Morris over there. And it took Morris a while to get up. He got up here. He went back down to the ground. He was holding his neck. Look at this hit again. A stretcher was actually pulled out onto the floor for him. It took him a while to get up. It was Ooh. a little bit of a scary moment there, especially knowing his history. So, you know, then you see Jimmy Butler saying, bring your booty to the back. Uh, but and the, Jim, the Jimmy Butler, and that's the thing, in those moments, I don't, know, I don't know if Jimmy saw everything that happened. Well, here's Jokic speaking to reporters after the game. It's a stupid play, you know. Uh, I feel bad. I, I, I'm not supposed to react that way, but it's uh, it's in the middle of the game. I get hit. I didn't. I saw him, but I didn't even like. I, I thought I thought it was just gonna be like a take foul, you know. So and he kind of bumped me, and I was like, that was a little bit like he. I think it's it was a dirty play, uh, and then I just needed to protect myself. He's moving around, you know, right now uh, in the locker room, but that was a, a very dangerous. Uh, dirty play after I watched it on film it was a take foul you know that's how I saw it uh, and the play you know after that that's just absolutely uncalled for 
This whole thing could have been a whole lot uglier if Markeith was actually facing Jokic. You know, the fact that he had his back turned uh, and he made a play like that. The video and picture is worth a thousand words. So as you just heard, Jokic spoke to reporters after the game. The Heat, however, did not make any players available to reporters, which is frankly just unacceptable. I'm a huge fan of what the Heat's been doing on the floor this season, but that was disappointing. So instead, they were by the locker room. After the dust cleared, everyone took to Twitter to air out their grievances. It started with Markeith's brother Marcus after the game, quote, waited till bro turned his back, shaking my head, noted. And then the Jokic brothers started a Twitter oh. account and Leave this the way it is instead of publicly threatening our brother. Your brother made a dirty play first. If you want to make a step further, be sure we will be waiting for you. Jokic, but they signed it. Then Markeith tweeted back, I love to see the hate. No doubt I took a hard foul, which I always do, but I've never hit a man with his back turned. Luckily, we built different over here. I can take my licks and keep pushing. Joker, one smooth O, LOL. And then the past 15 minutes, this is the past 15 minutes, the back and forth has continued. Marcus Morris also responds to Jokic. Of course you say that. You got the right ones. Believe that. The Jokic brothers tweeted back, don't believe that. I know that. Okay, we don't need to go through all, 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 all this. All this is this. This is frivolous. Let's get down to what really and truly happened. There's a lot going there. There is Richard. But I, before we get into it, I do want to show you guys this photo from Denver Post photo journalist Aaron Ontiveres. This photo of the Miami Heat players in the doorway. It looked like they were waiting for the Nuggets to maybe enter the locker room. They were, you know, it, it looked like, you know, they were maybe like, okay, what were we? Who? Who is? Oh. Are we coming in? Are we not coming in? <laughs> Andy, looking for, yeah. Shout out to Andy, Andy Ellis. Ellisburg, the Heat's general manager, blocking the A lot of team. folks thought that was security, not mm. security. So, Perk, you, you were in your fair share of dust-ups over the course of your career. What, what's your reaction to this? I love it. But look, if, you go, if you're going to dish it out, you got to be able to take it. And for the first time in a long time, I agree with Richard. Yeah. I saw his video on, on Twitter, and he said it. Look, Marcus Morris, Marquise, Marquise Morris, he shot the dirt. He, he instigated yeah. it. That was a dirty shot. Jokic just happened to be 275 pounds, so he was able to take it, but he retaliated it. I mean, you know, it's part of it. I, look, this is the definition of don't start none, won't be none. And I've seen it. And look, no, UD hit me up and he was like, Richard, I agree. You should never hit somebody in their back when they're not looking and, and body checking. At the same point in time, we've seen take a foul. Now, the Miami Heat version of taking a foul might be a forearm chuck. So this is what you're referring to when you said that you're because you're just a social media star now, at least according to you, yes. that you posted a cheeky video on Twitter and or on Instagram. And then it was TikTok. It was TikTok. Sorry, the TikTok. Yeah. Nah, RJ, I disagree. This is this is the back and forth you're referring to. Yes, he's like, yeah, he says he takes fouls on people like that all the time to stop the break. That's true. But there was a little bit of extra. There was a little bit of forearm shiver, and that's the reigning MVP. Most of the time, if you hit a guy like that, your star player, everyone else comes into defense of that player. Jokic went over the top. He did a little bit, then he did a little bit, and then you guys are sitting there in front of the locker room. Now the Jokic brothers are doing At the end of the day, there was a little bit extra behind the Morris hit. They took the L on the court. 
They took the L in the fight. Just keep it pushing, and hopefully you can see him in the finals. Well, luckily, he's okay. He's okay. And we can have this kind of discussion because that, that was the point where it got a little bit scary. I do want to bring in senior writer Zach Lowe into this discussion. Can you beam in, Zach? Hello. So, Jokic's teammate, Zach, they said last night that this was this was pretty uncharacteristic, is what they said, Zach, of, of Jokic. So, what exactly is Jokic and Morris's history of fouls like this? First of all, I don't have any brothers. I feel like I need some brothers yeah, to stand up for me. I don't think my little sister is going to be standing up for me like this. Second of all, I can't believe uh, Perk and our TikTok senior citizen, Richard Jefferson, <laughs> over there. Look, they're, they're absolutely right that Markeith Morris instigated it for the heat, and I love Eric Spolstra, but for him to say, oh, that was just a take foul. That wasn't just a take foul. Thank you. That was a cheap shot. That was a hard take foul. But you cannot... 285 pounds, you cannot just run into someone with a history Don't mess with the bulls unless you want the horns. And for, no, 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 no. And forearm check them in the back when they're not looking, man. That is not okay. And Jokic has a history, contrary to what his teammates said, his temper has always been his biggest enemy. We saw it in the playoffs against the Suns last year. When he gets frustrated after a no call or when the game just isn't going Denver's way, he has a history of slapping people and sometimes they're innocent little taps and sometimes like the one on campaign in the playoffs last year, they are full on windups that if they hit the wrong target, they're gonna do some damage. So I'm gonna expect a multi-game suspension here for Jokic and I think frankly it's deserved. I think Markeith will probably get fined because this, the Morris brothers instigate stuff, you guys are right about that, but there's no place for what Jokic did last night. That was a really dangerous cheap shot. And by the way, in a bizarre way, they're almost lucky that Markeith was hurt enough to stay on the floor because if he gets up, that is a full-on brawl and lots of stuff could happen. Tim Legler and I were actually texting about that exact thing last night. Richard was yanking on my sleeve. Yeah. Well, the only thing I'm going to say this is that European players, and we can all sit up here and follow this game, European players have a reputation for being soft. For being soft. This is the reputation, whether it's real or, or fair or not. So you want to be aggressive. You want to be physical with them. These are all the things that you want to do. And so sometimes they retaliate. And I'm not saying that it's right. What he did was wrong. But at the end of the day, for us to say that this was a general take foul and that Jokic was supposed to go and tap Morris on his shoulders and like, excuse me, I'd like to have words with you. That is not the way this is going to go. These were two men. They got into a tussle. Right. One of them won. One of them started. Right. The other one finished it. And that was the end of it. Right. Well, okay. So let's see how it actually is going to go. Because as Zach Lowe mentioned, it's hard to imagine some sort of suspension not being handed down here. So, Brian, what is the expectation on how the league is going to handle it? Yeah, so the threshold for suspensions in the NBA has increased under Adam Silver. If this was David Stern as the commissioner and Rod Thorne as a czar of discipline, I think he would definitely see a harsh suspension, but that just hasn't been the way Adam Silver has gone. In fact, Kiki Vandeweghe, who was the czar of discipline, left after last season, and he hasn't even been replaced yet. To show you where they are. So Byron Spruell, the uh, VP of Operations, will make the ruling on this. But it's kind of similar to a play that happened last year in the playoffs between Patrick Beverly and Chris Paul. You remember that? Chris Paul kind of you know, talked about something when he walked past and Chris mm -hmm. Paul pushed him in the back. That resulted in a one-game suspension. Now that wasn't an instigation physically, so that could be a baseline they go back to. I agree with Zach that I do think that because of the force of the play that maybe they'll look, but you know, Jokic has avoided suspensions for stuff in the past, so you also may want to send a message to Jokic to knock this off. Well, I mean, you know, you got to be a pro at this. 
I would. At, at, at shoving? or well, uh, uh, Both. Okay. And, and I thought Jokic did a great job in this interview. One thing you have to do, you, you have to be remorseful. Okay? And look, Zach, nobody is going to have a brawl. Nobody is going to fight. I delivered a lot of hard fouls. And you know what I You're came right. to? I did, Richard. And you know what I came to the conclusion of is that list. A lot of these guys ain't going to bust a grape in the fruit fight and they ain't going to pour milk on cereal. And they ain't gonna listen to it go snap, crackle, or pipe. Here we go. Here go prime example. <laughs> I found somebody hard. Oh, and he oh, away. Right? I walked oh, away. Yeah. I took I took my shove. I got look, yeah. I knew I was gone. How much did that cost you? 10K. Yeah, look. But I was remorseful. Straight I told him. Were you really? He's, he's walking, but that's what I'm saying. I walked away, I took my shove. I wasn't tripping. Look. Yeah. Oh, but you knew what was coming. I knew what was coming. You knew what was coming. And also, Max Hill couldn't shoot free throws. It was actually probably a smart foul. Yeah. Shout out to Doc Rivers. No, but also, that's what when they talk about the NBA being soft, that's part of it. It's like, player, you knew what was coming. Now, all of a sudden, players can do that, and it's like, well, I didn't think he was going to do anything I to me. I will say, though, Perk, that foul might feel a little different nowadays than it did at your, you know, in your playing yeah. time. All right, coming up on NBA Today, the stars were out last night. Melo righted the ship for the Lakers while Ja and Luka showed out. And the Bulls and the Knicks got big wins. But will they be factors in the East? We're going to debate who is a contender and who is a pretender. Plus, even though I lobbied against it, I lost. We turn over the show to Big Perk for his big segment. We Let's get it. it. No, Richard, no we, one was We listening. lobbied yeah. against it. No we, one lobbied. <laughs> we lobbied against it. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. They're just debating about their shoes over here. We mm -hmm. are in Los Angeles. And you know who else was in Los Angeles? The Hornets and the Lakers last night. And that game, it went to overtime. So... Mello. Welcome to the first of a five-game homestand here at Staples Center. Lakers trying to get well. The opponent tonight, Charlotte. They're one of the most exciting teams to watch. Let it go. It's the Mello ball from right in front of the bench. Needing some help. They throw it down. It's a one-point game through two quarters. Again, Rajon all the way. Davey. Mello clearly loves playing in Staples Center, and he said as much last night. He's now shooting 57% from the field and 64% from three when playing at home. However, in three road games, he's just not shooting quite, quite the same, not quite as well. His 39 threes this season are tied for the third most in NBA, only behind Steph Curry and Buddy Heald. So back here with Perk. Perk, that's Perk. That's Richard. Richard Perk, Perk Richard. I'll start with you. What do you think? 
perk of Melo's performance last night? Well, look, look, my thing with Melo is that they're wasting this. If you would have told me that, that Melo was going to get out to this hot start, I would have said that the Lakers were going to, you know, be at the top of the Western Conference. The fact that they are hovering around 500 at this moment in time with Melo playing the way that they are. Now, a lot of it is he's stepped up. Melo has stepped up in the absence of THT, of Kendrick Nunn, and all of these guys being hurt. But I think they're wasting these performances. I just don't know how much longer Melo can sustain this because this looks like 08 Melo. Well, Perk, you tweeted, and I want to get this right. Mello winning sixth man of the year. Mm -hmm. go hit different at the end of the season mm -hmm. carry on yeah. so do you feel like this is sustainable absolutely and look sometimes i said this before the season that he's he's going to be the fourth option well he's been the third option and sometimes he's been the first option he is embracing the moment and his teammates are saying you know what he got it going let me get him the ball mm -hmm. and the best thing for Melo is when he's on the court with lebron james and ray john rondo those guys find him look at that Ray John Rondo, he was looking good last night until he wasn't on the floor anymore. But you know what? Mello, he was getting after it. So you know what, Perk? Let's get it. You know what time it is. It is yeah. Time. Look at Richard. Hey, Richard. What, get man? your body language. Let's go. Let's get it. What is let's get it, Perk? Real let's quick. get it. Look, we're giving flowers to all the players that have the winning plays that don't show up in the stat sheet. The ones they, that are cute. Yeah, they ain't cute and sassy. The things that I did. Got it in the <laughs> trenches. All right. Not what Richard did. Well, no, no, no. I was Andre sexy. Drummond, was he cute and sassy or was he sexy last night? <laughs> oh, look. Taking advantage again. Joel and B not out. Look at Andre Drummond being a beast on the glass. He had 25 boards. Look, battling down low with Taj Gibson, setting the tone. Look at Drummond. Okay, big. Look Stand at up. Drummond. That, and look, you're right. This is an unsung hero. This is a great pickup, especially with Joel Embiid having a little bit of injury history. You know that he can fill the paint while he's gone. Keep on with that energy. I'm going to invite you back to the Well, okay. then okay. let's head out to Juan Descato defending Bogdan Bogdanovich. Ooh, we talked about Golden State defense. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. Perfect active hands. Get hungry. Getting into him. Getting on the ground. Showing the tag. toes down. Yeah. He oh. got a tech, but who gives a damn? <laughs> this is what coaches love. Yeah. This is what coaches love. If Steve Kerr was a real one, he'll pay his technical fine. Uh-huh. Take oh. that technical. Yeah. Are you offering to pay it? No, no. not at all. Okay, no, I got it you wasn't, first. It wasn't, it wasn't, that, it wasn't <laughs> that dirty. It wasn't that not cute. All right, next up, Blake Griffin against the Raptors. Look at this. Is he going to get dirty? Yes, he and oh, he's, been doing, he's been doing this all season long. He knows his role. I love this out of Blake Griffin. Look, first to the floor. Here we first go. to the floor. This is a man that wants to win a championship You don't this usually year. see this out of light-skinned brothers. You usually <laughs> see this out of dark-skinned hey, brothers, no. but I love what he's doing. We hey. get after it yeah, yeah, No, it's good. No, okay. I agree. Light-skinned dudes don't typically do that. <laughs> I only right. dive in fourth Let's quarter go. in the playoffs. To the other side of the ball, Scotty Barnes defending Kevin Durant. Ooh, my rookie of the year. My rookie of the year, Canada. Ooh. Give me that, Katie. That was great. And I'm going steel. coast to coast, little light yeah. bunnies. A little Richard Jefferson style. Yeah, look, look at that. What you said? Light-skinned dudes don't know anything and, and, like that. And look, the disrespect to James Harden. You know better, right? You're not supposed to leave strong side corner. Yeah, James hasn't found his stride yet, but James is going to find it. I believe in it. All right, oh, Perk. You do? Well, mm -hmm. that was a lot of getting dirty and not sassy mm -hmm. and cute and sweet and all that. But who was the not sassiest, dirtiest, who won the let's get it for you this week?
who got after it the most? Mm, I got to go with Andre Drummond. Okay. I got to go with Andre Drummond because he's embracing the moment. He's setting the tone. And that wasn't his only game that he's been getting it down and dirty. He's been getting down and dirty the game before that when MB set out where he went grab 15 rebounds So against the Trailblazers. So I'm going to give it to Andre Drummond. Especially okay. with the responsibility that, okay. that, that, that he has. So you don't get to say it because this is his segment. Yeah. Right. All right, but coming up on NBA Today, the yeah. NBA champs were at the White House yesterday, and Giannis told us what he'll be up to in 2024 alongside Bobby Potis. I'm running for office 2024. Okay. Will be the most handsome president ever. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Veterans Day means a lot to me. Uh, I've had a lot of family members that have served for our country and continue to figure out ways to sacrifice uh, for our freedom. And I think that you know, they don't get as much credit as they deserve to, to help keep our country safe, keep our country free. So I just want to say thank you. NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks were honored with a visit to the White House on Monday, oh. and they had some fun on social media. They made some TikTok dances, gifted the president with some Buck swag and a jersey and some shoes. But more importantly, they took some epic selfies. Giannis and the team loved being there. So here's Tim Bontemps with more. I'm grateful for this opportunity. This is one of those amazing gifts that we uh, get to experience. Come to the White House and. Uh, Meeting the, uh, the President of the United States. While everyone at the White House Monday was waiting to hear from two-time MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo, President Biden was playing hometown politics, thanks to the presence of Delaware native Dante DiVincenzo. In 2015, he was the Delaware High School Boys Basketball Player of the Year. <laughs> While DiVincenzo's story began just up the East Coast, Antetokounmpo's began across the Atlantic Ocean. A career that started with him sharing shoes with his brothers and playing in the Greek lower divisions has progressed to him taking center stage alongside the American president. With hard work, uh, with sacrifices, if you dedicate yourself and waking up every single day and try to um, get better in anything you do, in anything you love, and believing in your dreams, you can accomplish great things in life. And uh, man, as I said, uh, I've done that my whole life. And, and uh, I'm in the White House, and this is, this is awesome. 
The Bucks took advantage of their trip here to do more than just celebrate. Several players met with Biden domestic policy advisor Susan Rice to discuss criminal justice reform, police reform, and voting rights. Drew Holiday told me it was a great conversation. As he put it, one of the biggest things for us is just to be heard. At the White House, Tim Bontemps, ESPN. You can see the Bucks in their first game of our Friday night ESPN doubleheader. Milwaukee is in Boston to take on Jason Tatum and the Celtics at 7.30 Eastern. And then Steph and the Warriors host the Bulls. Our coverage starts with NBA Countdown at 7 o'clock Eastern. So let's, let's get to the game of the night. It was the Timberwolves and it was the Grizzlies. And it went down, Richard Jefferson. Yes, it did. Look, John Morant has been so impressive all season long. Oh, a lot of people have been talking about here. MVP. Look at the time he on is the just clock. taking his team where they need to go. Just competitive, doing all the little things. Look at the deep All the little three. things, all the big things. Mm -hmm. Hey, is that the truth? And, and it's been so impressive. But here, watch this. Even this, this was great defense. Three people around him. Bank shot, that was tough, but great defense. They were in a bad spot because there was no room to foul, but a huge shot by Carl Anthony Towns. It went to overtime, and then everyone else was doing all the things. Reed gets it to Towns, lets it fly from deep. Oh, oh my goodness! Oh, my goodness! Cats land on their feet, and Towns somehow banks that in. I'm not going to lie, that was about the time I started to get sleepy. I jumped off the couch for that one. So we head into overtime, and that's when DeAnthony Melton, I mean, look at this. Look at this. You got oh, it, it's, it's, it's impressive mainly because it's like, look, everyone just has to continue doing their job. There's somebody's going to step up and make a shot, make a play. You see offensive rebounding, getting a putback. That was the difference in the game, that grit and grind by who? The Memphis Grizzlies. Man, don't hit me like this. Oh, here we go. All right. It, I mean, That's it was an absolutely incredible game last night. We had a little fun with Perk's tweets earlier in the show. But, I mean, Zach, Zach Lowe was not to be outdone. What, Zach, what did you tweet during the Grizzlies-Timberwolves game last night? Well, people joke that a game is drunk when it gets out of control. And by the time Carl Anthony made Carl Anthony Towns made that buzzer beater, I did, Grizz Wolves got drunk about 30 minutes ago and is now stumbling <laughs> around the street outside the bar singing at the top of its lungs. Like there's drunk and then there's like really drunk when you're about to do some regrettable behavior. That's where that game was. People asked me to describe that game last night when I was tweeting. I felt like Stefan from Saturday Night Live, like, this is the game that has everything. It has eight-second violations, five-second violations, buzzer John Moran dunking, I, 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 I John Moran blocking shots. Z Zach, I have a question. Oh, then you guys need Zach, to watch more Zach, Zach, I, Zach, I have a question. Were you drunk when you were tweeting this? <laughs> don't, don't answer Come that, on, Zach. Don't answer that, Zach. Give me a little credit. Don't answer that. We, we talk oh. so much, though. Not about Zach's drinking, but about Jaw's <laughs> offensive game. But what, what did you see from him on the defensive side of the ball? Perk, uh, Zach, I want to start with you. Yeah, this is the reason I love John Moran. He's not just a scorer. He's not just a flashy playmaker. The guy will do whatever it takes to win games. And he had like four or five instances last night. Remember, we're talking about a little point guard of, you know what? I'm the nearest defender at the rim. I'm going to give it a shot. You don't see a lot of point guards making plays like that. I'm, here it is again. That's Carl Anthony Towns coming at him. You know what? I did just enough to make him throw up a tough shot and he missed it. He had a block late in the game. Again, this is like a 6-2 point guard saying, you know what, I can provide a little extra on defense. That's the kind of thing you might not notice it, 
but it's why teammates look at him and are like, you know what, I want to play hard for that guy because mm. he's bringing it in lots of different ways that maybe aren't so flashy. Well, Perk might not get your references, but he did tweet that Jaw will be the most improved player this year, so he's clearly seeing what you're seeing. What part of his game has improved the most to you, Perk? His, I mean, when you look at his jump shot, right? I mean, we already knew how, how athletic he was. We already knew his passing ability and the court vision that he had. We knew that he could finish at the basket like a Kyrie Irving. But now he's making his three-point shots, and he's shooting them with deep range. So that goes to show me he was in the lab this summer. That's what I'm impressed by. No, I, I completely agree. When you watch Ja, he is a guy that he does it on both ends of the floor. He is a guy that wants to win, and he will do anything to win. Doesn't matter if it's defense, offense, creating, finishing. He does a little bit of everything for his team. Brian, the Timberwolves, it were, they, they, they were in it until the very end. But another day, another loss, five in a row for Minnesota. What, what's the biggest issue with them right now? They are the worst team in the league in the fourth quarter, and it's not even close. They're the third worst defensive team in the fourth quarter. They're the second worst offensive team in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Carl, Towns has, Carl Towns plus minus in the fourth quarter is minus 53. And when I talk to scouts about this, what they're saying is, even though Carl Towns is having a great offensive season, Teams are throwing double teams at him, and the Bla and the uh, Wolves do not know how to get around it. They're not; they don't have a guy who can get him the ball. He gets frustrated, and you can see it in the way they've gone on this losing streak. They just can't be successful when you can't compete in the fourth quarter of these games. Oh, and you can see his frustration coming through in some of his post-game comments as well. We'll see if they're going to be able to figure it out because they have some talent between Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, some of their role players, but it just hasn't been coming to fruition, coming together for them. All right. Coming up on NBA Today, the league has seen some unlikely teams sitting at the top of their conferences. Not the Timberwolves, but they're getting there. They're working on it. No, they're not. We will discuss if they are <laughs> a contender or a pretender. Be nice, Richard. Keep it locked. I'm speaking the truth. Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today. Let's go coast to coast on last night's action. The Mavs won their third straight, and Luka had his 131st game. 131st with 20 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists to pass Dirk Nowitzki for most such games in Mavs history. Perk, Mavs, they for real? Yeah, they for real to get into the playoffs again, but I, I, I love how Jason Kidd have them playing unselfish basketball, and they actually playing defense this year. All right, well, the Bulls, they beat the Nets by 23 after a 42-17 fourth quarter. It's the second time this season they outscored a team by 25 points or more in the fourth. Richard, more about the Bulls or more about the Nets? I think this is more about the Bulls. They have been playing consistently, and at the beginning of that stretch, everyone was saying, oh, well, they played a softer schedule. Well, their schedule has gotten tougher, and they've played better. Well, the Knicks beat the Sixers without Joel Embiid. Andre Drummond starting for him and became the first 76er with 25 rebounds. 25 in a game since Charles. Charles Barkley in 1987, but Julius Randle's 31-point double-double was just a little too much to overcome. So, Perk, your guy Drummond, he showed out? Yeah, he did, and, and I'm happy for him. And and Philly is going to need him to show out because they don't know if Joel Embiid is going to be healthy, and they need him to come in and be able to contribute and produce off the bench when Embiid gets back. All right, so let's stick with these teams then. I want to play a little game. We're going to call it Contender or Pretender. So I'm going to name a team, and you guys are going to tell me if they're truly contenders or pretenders. Key detail here, we define a contender team for the purpose of this 
as a team that will make it to the conference finals. Are you ready? Perk? You hear that, Perk? Are you ready? Yes. All right, let's get it. The Knicks, Richard. Contender or pretender? Uh, pretender. I'm going to get so much hate. Pretender. Okay. Contender. Like, okay. they can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, okay. well, they got to win the first round yeah, first. But that's be right. Zach, contender, pretender? The Knicks? Pretender, pretender, only because it's too early to say that the Bucks and the Nets are truly threatened by any of these teams yet. So, pretender. Okay, because it's early. And Brian? you got to win eight playoff games to get to the Conference Finals. I think they're a pretender because they don't have two guys they can rely on to score in tough playoff games. All right, Perk, the odd man out on this one. Let's, head over, let's go to the Bulls. All, my life. all right, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll start with you then on the Bulls. Contender or pretender, Perk? Pretender. I mean, you're talking about a team that just got, you know, just came together. These guys haven't been to the playoffs yet, so, I mean, I need to see more. DeMar DeRozan's been showing out there, Richard. Yeah, no, he's been so impressive. And they have two guys that they can go to late in game to score buckets. You got Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. So that's something that they're And I'm going to say they're a contender. Okay, the Bulls are a contender, according to Richard. Zach, what do you think? I'm going contender kind of unwillingly, but I I think I have to. I think their ceiling, their ceiling is a little higher than New York's. Look, healthy Brooklyn, we'll see what happens with Kyrie. Healthy Milwaukee, head and shoulders above everyone else. But the door is open now for the seedings to be a little crazy. Where they're not one and two, maybe they have to play each other. Who knows what happens? Park shaking his head. Brian, what do you Contender think? Contender for two reasons. One, uncertainty in other places in the East, like Philly and Brooklyn. And they're defending. I didn't think they'd be a good defensive team. They're a top 10, 12 defensive team. They keep that up. They could win eight playoff games. This is contradiction at its finest. Yes, it All is. All right. Well, then let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go to the West then. Brian, Matt, contender, pretender. Pretender. I don't believe in Porzingis. They need Porzingis to win eight playoff games. Zach, Mavs. Contender only because there's a window in the West with Jamal Murray and Kawhi Hurt for now. Luke is unbelievable. The Mavs are 7-3 with a minus 23 scoring margin, though. That's kind of hard to do. I don't know how to read that. All right, Richard? Uh, I think they are pretenders at this point in time, but I hold the right to change my mouth. What do you think? Pretenders. I don't trust Pazingas. All right, I thought you were going to say I don't trust Richard. Uh, the Grizzlies, <laughs> Brian? Contender, pretender? Pretender, I mean, uh, again, they got to have two guys who can score. I just think in a playoff setting, they can make it too hard for Ja. Jaron Jackson hasn't done it this year. Richard. Uh, I'm going to say pretender also. Basically, that's what I, one of the reasons why I like Chicago is they have two high-level scoring guys. Memphis only has one. The Knicks only have one. And so do uh, the Grizzlies. Zach. Uh, pretender, it's just a little early. The Grizzlies are still pretty darn young. Love the Grizz, but it's a little early. Pretender. All right, Perk, shaking your head. I mean, because it's crazy to me. We talking about the Knicks and the Grizzlies, two teams that actually went to the playoffs last year. And by the way, Memphis is playing well, and they don't have Dylan Brooks, so they do have another guy that could go out there and get their money. Well, I guess we're giving Perk and Richard the right to change, shake, see see how this plays out a little bit. Brian, you don't get that right. Tomorrow on our NBA doubleheader, it tips off with the top picks in this year's draft. Kate Cunningham and the Pistons take on Jalen Green and the Rockets at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. And then it's the Heat versus the Lakers. Our coverage starts with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern. More NBA Today coming up. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Coming up at 5 Eastern on ESPN, women's college basketball is back. The number one ranked South Carolina goes against number five NC State. And tomorrow on NBA Today, we have a special day. Did you guys know yeah, that Big Rich is, Perk? Richard is not going to be Big Perk's got a big birthday coming up. Oh, wow. Did you know that? Sadly, we got to get two cakes. That. One for Perk and one for that, everyone else. NFL Live is next. We have to get two different cakes. Rude, He gets Richard. his own cake. Rude. Like, rude. It's rude that he gets his own